whatever you're wired with, whatever you've been blessed with, whatever your God-given talent is, hone in on that, attach skill to it, and it'll set you free. Welcome to the Impact of Leadership podcast brought to you by CCB Technology. I'm your host, Steve Shear, and this is the podcast where we believe that no one drifts into excellence. So join me as I work to figure this leadership thing out on purpose. This is part two with Michael Laren, professional BMX rider and probably the most humble person on the planet. As you heard in part one, and if you haven't, side note, you should go back and listen to it. As you heard in part one, Michael has a crazy story, and he is uh, also extremely humble, and, and I was really grateful to be able to pull some of that stuff out of him, because otherwise he's not going to talk about himself. So part two, I had to do the same thing, but he articulates something that I don't want you to miss. That moment, immediately after he hits the top of his profession so far, what happens? Key in on that. So here it is, part two with professional BMX writer Michael Laren. Now break down for us the contest that you were in recently and, and what you accomplished. And I know you're a humble guy, but I want to draw this out because I think this <laughs> helps put things in perspective for people. Oh, I appreciate that, man. Um, so last, uh, last week we were at X Games in Minneapolis, and uh, this is our third year in Minneapolis. And uh, this has been great, man. Like we're, we're in the U.S. Bay Stadium, so having the Vikings play there. Being on that platform is insane to share the same locker room, to share the same field, to share the same space. Um, you know, just a young kid growing up in racing, humble beginnings to be at this point now where it's like, whoa, going into that competition, there was a lot of anticipation versus anxiousness. My anticipation was to do my best, but, you know, there's two events that I was riding. So BMX Vert. Um, and that's like the half pipe that you see at most skate parks. But BMX Vert is about 14 feet tall. And I think the ramp's 60 feet wide. And uh, it's a pretty big half pipe. So the reason they call it Vert is like opposed to just a half pipe is uh, on a Vert ramp, there's actually about two and a half feet of Vert. Um, once you get up the transition to where the deck meets the transition, it's like vertical on the face of the ramp. Most half pipes you'll see at a skate park. They're undervert, so they're way more mellow, uh, friendly, forgiving, if you will. You know, so yeah. um, with the vert ramp like that, it ain't no joke, man. You really like it's a it's a craft in itself. So that that ramp in itself was the first one I ever did way back in 2009. Um, I got my spot into the pro circuit with that ramp, and and I've honestly been fighting for trying to get on podium, and I've been like one point away multiple times, always fourth place, and like ah, come on, I'm right there, you know, and um, and so with this one, my anticipation was to get on podium, you know, yeah. and if it's silver, gold, bronze, like that, no color matters. I think one of the biggest things is like to get on podium is, especially invert is a feat in itself. The fact that you did that, that you're there in the first place and then that you're competing and that you're making that mark is, is huge. So, um, so finally, 10 years later, I yeah. finally got a medal and, uh, it was, it was crazy, man. Like I just. It was a Rolodex, again, to use that word of emotion. My attempt going into it was to do the first ever triple downside tail whip. So a tail whip, for people that don't know, is uh, if you're on a BMX bicycle, um, your hands stay on the handlebars, and your feet come off the bike, and you actually kick the rest of the bike. The handlebars will stay stationary, and the rest of the bike will make one full rotation 
clockwise around and then you step back onto the bike and that's a tail whip and my attempt was to do three of those in one air and uh stoked it worked so you landed it i, I saw did. it crazy man I, I saw it and so how high roughly were you off the half pipe when you did that that trick i was probably maybe around like nine feet okay that was the last trick of your of your run right yeah yeah so in, in a normal run we have 30 seconds um and within that 30 seconds you get to create whatever you want to um they judge you based on creativity amplitude uh use of the ramp a lot of people some people just go back and forth and I think mm-hmm. one of the biggest things that I, I find joy in is being able to kind of carve and craft a, a, like a line, if you will, almost like snowboarding or skiing. And I can swoosh through the ramp and create this picture, create this emotion, create this like art form of mm-hmm. what I find joy in on a BMX bike. And um, and usually it does well. Like a lot of the other guys that were on podium, they did the same thing. So I get to the last trick and do that about nine feet out. So I'm nine feet over the ramp and you know the ramp's already you know, 14, so I'm about like 23, you know, and it's just yep. one of those things where I just, I just crack up because you don't realize how far off the ground you are. You're yeah. just in that pocket. <laughs> you know, it's just yeah. Like, you got a couple screws loose, but it's a good thing. You know? <laughs> so. so you, so t- take me to this moment that I've watched probably seven times on YouTube after it happened, but take me to the moment you land it oh, and man. then you're lying there in the middle of the half pipe with your arms in the air and what looks like, I mean, you got a full face helmet on, but it looks like you're yelling to yourself. Mm-hmm. What is that like? I was yelling at God. <laughs> I was like, my dog. And he was like, don't, don't call me dog, but I got you. Man. It, was, <laughs> it was crazy, man. Like, so I, so, okay. So here's the backstory to it. Like I wanted to know whether or not it's been done. I wasn't hundred percent sure if the triple downside tail had ever been done before. So I, I talked to the research team when I got there. ESPN has, just a huge team of researchers and PR people and marketing audits and stuff that are in-house at X Games. So I talked to um, my buddy Colin, and he's like, I'm going to get it uh, to you by noon today. I'll, I'll let you know. I'm like, all right, sweet. So um, noon comes around. He's like, Michael, you're good to go. That's never been done. I'm like, sick. All right, awesome, man. I wanted to keep it quiet. I don't really want to put the yeah put it out there unless, like, for some reason I wasn't feeling it. And then here's this moment. Now we go back to anticipating the moment. And the more I thought about that, the more I felt God talking to my heart, like, hey, you, you got to put this out there, man. You got to build this up. You know, here's this moment that's going to happen. You're going to make history. But the only way it's going to happen is if you humble yourself and go out on a whim. Like, you got to walk on the water type moment right now. And you might drown. It's going to feel like that. But I got you. I was like, all right. So I talked to Scotty Kramer, and he is one of the commentators. I was cracking up because I'm like, hey, Scotty, uh, quick question for you, man. I'm thinking about doing this trick. And he's like, oh, yeah, talk to me, man. He always loves having like a heads up on stuff because he can build up the moment. And so I'm like, thinking about doing this. What are your thoughts, man? And Scotty's 13-time you know, X Games medalist, so he, he knows what it takes to, to get on podium. He's a seasoned veteran. He's like, oh, really? All right, cool. So he's all into it. You know, when are you thinking of doing it? And then we kind of calibrate that whole thing. He's like, second run, all right, cool. Um, at the end of your run, too? I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh, dude, all right, sick. And so if you listen back to the replay, Scotty is building up the whole time. Like I knew Scotty was going to talk that second run like, hey, Michael's thinking about doing this. Let's see if he does it. And there's that buckle pressure moment where you got fear again coming back up where you're like, oh, I don't know. You got the doubt coming back in. Oh, I don't know. Versus that subconscious before I dropped in. 
I was like, I'm getting this. Like, yeah. I already landed it in my head. I already took that buzzer beater shot before it left my hands. I landed it. And so going into the run, it was focusing on each piece. You have 11 hits in a 30-second run on Bert for a competition in that 30 seconds. You know, it's like, uh, so I got to work on each one. So first trick, second, boom, 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 all the way to 10. And I do that 10th trick going into the 11th, which was uh, the triple downside tail whip. It's like I can hear the tire tread on the wood. I can hear it transition from wood to the paint, from the paint back to the wood on the, the logo on the flat bottom of the ramp. And then there's a certain amount of Gs that you experience going up, so the tread kind of digs in and gets louder. And then as soon as you hit the vertical part, it goes into silence because you're about to take off. And then, like, the tires cross the coping. You go, boom, boom. They'll bonk the coping. And then nothing. Everything goes silent. The whips are coming around. And there's a bunch of stuff. There's people, you know, there's, like, I don't even know, like, a thousand, a couple thousand people there or whatever. Um, there's music playing, and it just goes straight into silence. I have super focus. The whips are coming around, and it's like a helicopter, like a stick in your hand and a fan kind of thing. And... Um, for some reason, everything slows down. It's like half the speed. I see the whips coming around. I see the height that I got and how much time I have. And I'm just like nerding out in that moment. I'm like, this is coming around. This is going to be sick. And I land it. And uh, the G-forces on my body, I'm like trying to hold on as hard as I can. And I roll away from it. And that last scene that you said of me being on my back on the uh, flat bottom, like I just collapsed after I hit two more walls just to like roll away from it and I was just overwhelmed with emotion overwhelmed with gratitude and just the fact that you know God just blessed me with you know this this moment and it was just it was just so cool I had to work for that you know it's not like God made the bike come around and just landed you know magically like I had to meet him in the middle he's like here's your opportunity okay what are you going to do and that was that was the biggest defining moment it's like all right well, here's a leap of faith if ever <laughs> yeah and uh, and in that moment where you see me yelling, I'm just like, thank you, God. Oh, my goodness, man. This is so crazy. Like, wow, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's a hyper reel of dropping out of college, being homeless, being hungry, trying to figure stuff out, having friends, not having friends, going from here, going to there. Like, just every single thing. And it's like, it just goes through that whole thing within those, like, few seconds. And then there's this piece this overwhelming piece where I'm like, man, I just did that. And it, I didn't care what place I took. I didn't care how much money was in my bank account. I didn't care what kind of car I drove, what my house looked like. None, none of that stuff mattered, man. Here's this moment that you just got to create and contribute to the conversation of DMX. You're the first person to do that ever. And now your name's in the books. You know, that, that to me is such a huge part of what made that moment very special. Man. So good. I felt like I could hear the tires hitting as you're describing that. That helps. It helps so much. Uh, real quick, just to circle back to those moments. All all that stuff is is great. You know, to the accolades and all that stuff. Those are all bonuses and all that. But um, one of the biggest things that I see in that process is like, what am I trying to say? Like that moment's cool. But what what does that say to a younger kid? Because it's one thing to be the the man, quote unquote. But what is it going to be when you have a conversation right after that? And that's what really kind of tugs on my heart. And uh, there was a small kid that kind of came around with his dad 
and I was being rushed off to like I, I literally land that boom we get on podium the second I get off podium they're like we need you over here and I had six interviews I had to do and they were starting a concert so they had to pull me into this press room area or uh it was like a back hallway area and on the way is like I see this young kid he's like hey what's up dude and I was like oh what's up man so like I take a knee and I'm like talking to this kid and he had a BMX helmet so I signed it and stuff like that and I'm just sitting there kicking it with this kid and his dad for a second and uh he was like can we take a photo I'm like oh yeah for sure man and take my medal off, put it on this kid's neck, and it's, like, down to his knee. <laughs> he's just like, oh, man, he's, like, looking at it. He's like, can I hold that? I'm like, yeah, pick it up, man. I just see the impact possibilities in those moments, and it's like, dude, this kid's, like, six, seven years old, something like that, and it's just one of those things where it's, like, the, the, the contribution of energy, like, the contribution of knowledge or time. Like, I just, I know I'm about to be, you know, laced up with reporters for a minute, so that was a very cool moment just to pause for a second and not to be rushed off and be like, Oh, I'll be back in a second. Like they'll probably be gone by then. So I love mm-hmm. moments like that. And on the flip side, there's other guys that have won competitions in the past and they just, they don't get love, you know what I'm saying? Cause they're, they're jerks, you know? Mm-hmm. And it, and it bums me out. Cause it's like, bro, you have a platform, use it. Like don't be self-serving, like go out there and, and use your platform, man. Cause there's a kid that's out there that might be the next great, thing in whatever he's doing and it's like what's the impact that you have and so i always kind of relate back to those moments who are some folks that have had the most influence on you and and what makes them so influential to you i'd say off the top obviously my faith you know and i don't mean that to sound like a stock answer or anything like that but that's probably been one of the biggest things is you know my relationship with god and i think that uh just knowing your creator knowing that Things are laced together a certain way um, to be able to connect the dots. Easier to do looking back than looking forward, obviously. But um, I just I just know that's such a huge part of my DNA. And for some people, it's not. You know, and I get that. It's okay. But when it comes down to it, man, like I'm never one to try to like smack somebody over the head with a Bible or anything like that. Like, sure. It's it's just been for me, man, and that's been a lot of my influence with decisions I make or how I'm living or what I want to create or what I try to protect myself from. I'm always in the position of trying to like protect my energy. Um, if it's not like building me up, you know, not, not in a selfish way, but it's like, if it's not contributing to, you know, me developing for the better then you know, it's like, is that really helping, you know? And I'm not perfect by any means, but, um, it's just one of those things where it's like, I can look back at moments where I was being a little foolish, you know, like in college, I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. cool. And you're going out and like, you're having fun and all this different stuff. It's like, all right, well, What's the what's the point? Like, are you celebrating something if you're going out? There's a level of uh, conviction that kind of comes with me having faith, and it's just um, a very tangible thing. And so, um, I think that's like one of the moral compass type moments that keep me grounded. Um, so there's that. And then uh, my mom was always a big influence growing up. If uh, <laughs> I've said this before, it's funny. If uh, Oprah and Bob Vila had a baby, that's my mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Oprah and Bob Vila. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that's good. So <laughs> it's good. just funny. So Oprah for how, like her tenacity and for you know her cutting edge ways and all that stuff and just kind of not you know accepting people telling her no when she wants to be able to you know provide this this new wave of thinking to people and uh, Bob Vila for his craftiness and for his his diligence to his, like you know just creating uh, stuff physically with his hands. You know, like my mom was always that type of person and uh and it was great and same with my grandfather too my grandfather was uh that wise old man that just had always dropping dimes man it was crazy just well here's this 
little nugget for you. I'm like, okay, dang, that's that's a huge truth. And I don't even I'm too young for that, man. But it just made sense. He was like, it'll stick later. Just wait for it. I'm like, dang. So very wise, man. Um, uh, Kuko Padilla. Um, he was the one that built the skate park where I grew up. He was always an amazing uh, attribute. This guy took me under his wing. Uh, my dad wasn't necessarily like around a ton uh, growing up. And uh, I actually met him when my first memory of him was when I was six. And it was cool. Like him and I just kind of picked up where uh, we did. And it was it was okay. Like and now we have a wonderful relationship and that's great. Uh, but through those years, uh, you know, Kuko was always a great role model. And he was taking me through... Um, you know, to contests or different skate parks here and there and never batted an eye at, you know, buying me lunch or I mean, he, was, he got me like my first legit uh, BMX bike. That guy's done so much for me in my life as far as my mindset and my approach to BMX. And, and he was there uh, at X Games. Very, very huge moment, you know. And so um, that contributed to my emotion as well. It was like, dude, everybody's here too. This is crazy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so with Kuko... And my mom, and and just uh, having my faith, and God's blessed me now with this platform, and that that's the humility part. That's the the foundation. That's the adversity. That's the opportunity to have the utmost gratitude towards my life in the present moment. Just because I know what it's like to be hungry. I know what it's like to not have nothing. I know what it's like sleeping in my car um, for long periods of time. And yeah. when those moments show back up show their ugly face i'm like all right cool it's not it's not like i'm gonna try to fight i'm like i've been there before we got this all of our stories uh for those of us that have had to scrap together funds and and grind we need people around us to to help us get to the next spot um a couple uh lighter questions as we as, as i do close this thing out uh stuff that i was just intrigued by so how heavy is your bike good question so over the years when we were starting out uh it was like 40 plus pounds they were heavy back then. Um, there was this era in the 90s where everything was overbuilt. Nowadays, probably like my bike currently probably weighs around like 27, 28 pounds, something like that. And that's okay. still heavy to some people. Um, some people are down like low 20s. 27 pounds is a lot when you're 23 feet in the air from the ground, <laughs> kicking it around three times and then catching it and landing back on the ramp. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would be heavy. It would be heavy for just about anybody that doesn't know what they're doing. So then uh, bike 27 ish pounds. I'm just going to say 30 pounds. Uh, scariest trick that you've ever attempted. Ooh, uh, double flip, double backflip. Yeah. So, and I still haven't landed it. Um, I've been trying that. I, I did the first one in race scene actually um, back in 2005. Um, Landed tires, but I was like, my weight was shifted over to the left, and I washed out. So then we fast forward maybe like several months, and I'm in Milwaukee at a skate park. There's this huge tour coming through town, bunch of pros. I'm like stoked to to meet some of these guys. I don't know what got into me, but I was like, I want to try this. All right, cool. So I do another double flip, and it's on this uh, box jump. Could have been a little bit longer of a setup, but I thought I could make it work in this tight space. And uh, under rotate, boom, teeth. Shot, like just shot out like, oh just hit my face that was pretty bad um and then a year later same exact situation same ramp everything same thing happens a year later hit my face again knock out all the dental work i just got I'm like dude you're an idiot so i hung it up and yeah. then the last time i tried it was actually uh last year at x games that one didn't go well either <laughs> so i don't know i don't know if it's you know just not meant to be or what the deal is but um i've been chasing that giant for 15 years 
So then that ties into this next one. So what's the worst injury you've ever sustained? Uh, unfortunately, I've had uh, multiple head injuries. And so the worst one, I got knocked out in 2013 um, doing this one ramp. And I come around, come up just a hair short. My front tire catches the lip of the ramp. I get pitched forward probably 10 feet up, straight to my face. Had a helmet on. And every concussion I've gotten, I've had a helmet. Couldn't only imagine the extent without one. But So I get knocked out. So I get rushed to the hospital, and they do some scans, some tests and all that stuff. And the doctor comes in. He's like, all right, well, I'm glad you got here when you did. If you wouldn't have gotten woken up and you would have been out for like another like 30 seconds based on your scans and all that stuff, you probably would have slipped into a coma. I'm like, whoa. Sheesh. I finally come to it took like a few days to get all my memory back. And there's still some fuzzy stuff that I, like, I'll never get back. But um, those are some of the injuries, man, where it's like helmets are better, which is great. Um, and that's an if, uh, when type situation. And so it's not, if it happens, it's when it happens. Yeah. Um, so with the head injuries, I'm, I'm very grateful that, you know, like God's protecting me from worse things. Uh, and that I'm still sharp as I can be, because there's guys that have had, you know, hundred plus concussions, man, and just slowly picks away at your personality, picks away at your speed, um, your reaction time and all that stuff. And you just got to slowly you know, hang it up just because you're not the same cat as you were. Like, you're not as right. agile. So, um, so I'm grateful that, you know, I'm still intact, still doing what I'm doing. Man, I appreciate all of that. I, I didn't know that uh, that last story. I want to say just from me to you, uh, I'm really, really proud of you, Michael. You, you're making a difference. You are impacting folks. You're taking a knee with, you know, six-year-olds, but then also your posts on social media are always positive, uplifting, kind of impactful things that you post out there. I'm so grateful that we could do this and for you taking time because I know that lots of people are pulling at you after, um, you know, X Games success. So uh, before I end the interview here, is there anything that I missed that you'd like to leave people with that are listening in? Yeah, no, I I appreciate your time today, man. Um, One thing that I would leave people with, um, I think that most people tie in success with all these things like money and material wealth and all this different stuff and it's like that that stuff's for the birds man like it's not it's not in that you know and uh jim carrey he's on my list i want to meet this dude at some point because i just love where he's at and people think that he's off his rocker sometimes but it just he's a very eclectic person Mm -hmm. and he had mentioned thing uh something in this interview where he's like i wish that people would just get everything they ever wanted and you know that they would just become famous for a short period of time for them to realize that that's not the answer and Mm -hmm. If we can, you know, consume the small moments, I would encourage people with. If we can consume, you know, the sound of your kid's laugh, um, the smell of your car on your way to work, um, the smell of a clean kitchen. Like all these small things that people just roll past just because they're so busy, busy, busy to make money, money, money. And to be honest, it's like money's nothing yet at the same point in time, everything some people and if we can be comfortable with nothing we have everything Hmm. everything when i had been sleeping in my jeep like i had nothing at the same point in time being stripped of all that stuff gave me the privilege to experience everything because i wasn't worried about a cell phone bill i wasn't worried about paying rent i wasn't and not that i was being lazy it was just one of those things like i was stripped of that stuff so i'm like man all right well what am i going to consume in my day now and so i just think that just gave me like the humble approach to notice the small things that God was doing in my life personally and um and as well as other people's lives. So 
I guess when it comes down to it, like the biggest thing I'm trying to say is whatever you're wired with, whatever you've been blessed with, whatever your God-given talent is, to hone in on that, attach skill to it, and it'll set you free. I swear. Like I, I would not be where I'm at if that wasn't true. And it's just one of those things that uh, if God called me home yesterday, if that was a wrap, he's like, all right, Michael, you're done. Like you're good. You've done your work. Like come on home. Like I've already, I feel like I've lived 10 lives already, hmm. you know, and I'm so grateful for that. So now it's one of those things where I wake up in the morning, like I already won because I just woke up. It's just, it, it blows my mind, man. So when I see that stuff, it's something that I just want to encourage people with. And I'll leave everybody with that. Like just notice the small things live now because tomorrow's not promised. How are we going to contribute to the conversation of life? And it's just the the root of that is just do what you love, man. Like it's, it'll set you free. So good, man. Thank you, Michael. I'm so glad we were able to do this. You are uh, a refreshing person in, uh, in extreme sports, I guess is what we would be called, but um, I'm also uh, grateful to even know you on a personal level. So Dude, thanks again, man. Dude, I appreciate you so much, man. Thanks for taking the time. Heck yeah. All right, I told you Michael was a fantastic guy. And that story, what did he do? He lands this trick that has never been done. His name is in history. Then he gets a bronze medal for doing it. And immediately after, you see what he's all about. He takes time with a kid and his parent. It's unreal. I love this guy. So, takeaway action items, smashing those things together. When you achieve great things, do you take time to bring somebody along with you? Michael did, and it's a beautiful picture of what I hope to do along the way for people around me, underneath me, beside me. When you achieve great things, do you take a moment to bring somebody along with you? That kid will remember being with Michael, and that picture is probably pretty cool too. If you get the chance, if you're on Instagram, I would challenge you, go check him out. You will not be disappointed with what you find in his feed. It matches the person that you heard here. Also, As a favor, as I said before, take time to subscribe to the podcast. If you've already done it, I thank you. If you haven't, please do subscribe to the podcast. And then also take a couple minutes, write a review. It helps us reach more people and it helps us actually get better at what we do. So thank you for doing that. That's going to do it for this episode from all of us here at CCB Technology. Thanks for listening.